Hello, my beloved beans. Michael Swaim here with a quick message before we hear Abe's awesome sci-fi intro theme song and get started with this episode of Like Razorblade Pie. It's a great one, which is why it's such a shame uh, that I had some audio issues on this recording. My deepest apologies to you, the listener, and our very special guest, Bridget Greenberg, um, for the audio issues on my end. I just wanted to assure all the small beans that I have just acquired a brand new microphone and XLR cable that should remedy the issue. So slight audio issues in this episode, but hopefully it doesn't make it unlistenable. If it does, we will catch you next time on Like Razorblade Pie. You've been warned. Hi there, and welcome back to Like Razorblade Pie, a bite-sized book club podcast about the speculative fiction of Harlan Ellison. It doesn't begin with a bit, so I'm off the hook. It starts with that, that nice boilerplate. I think that's real, that's real good. I like that crutch. Uh, welcome, everyone. I'm Michael Swain, your intrepid host here as ever. But at joining me as usual is an entirely new guest. A whole separate person with their own thoughts and dreams and fears and story arc that will surely be resolved in a way that brings us all catharsis by the end of this episode. Guest, please sound off. I'm Guest. I'm Bridget Greenberg. Uh, you know, you put a you put a lot on my plate. That's a, that's a lot of things to take care of. But uh... it's okay. Right now, you're just starting out. It's our opening image, so you can be flawed. It's a, you know, you're gonna okay, grow. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. By the end, I'll become a complete hero. <laughs> You're already my complete hero, Bridget. Thank you so much oh just for being here. Um, and I'll start out by asking, um, for folks who didn't read along, you mentioned it's pretty straightforward. Can you nutshell? Uh, plot-wise or thematically? Oh, just plot-wise. Oh, we'll just plot-wise? All right. So we'll we'll talk about themes. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, this this guy enters this uh, silver corridor uh, along with an enemy of his, a nemesis of his. Uh, the corridor projects their greatest fears and they fight to the death over their point of view. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling through for the other guy's name. It's Marmorth and Crane. We Marmorth hate Crane. and Crane, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're pro, we're team Marmorth in this house. Yes. Uh, or at uh, least... Yeah. That's the point of view from which the story is. The written. story is told. I don't know if you walk away being team anyone. The ending, uh, you no. see it coming, and it kind of uh, telegraphs right. the point of the story. But it's still the journey is still weird and fun and interesting. Yeah, and for the record, that ending is they come to see each other's the merits in each other's point of view. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess we have I to say yeah. you didn't set up the rule is the more you believe in your point, point of, of view. Yeah, the more you dig in, the more that's you, how you control win. the yeah. reality of the silver corridor, which is constantly shifting. Yes. And that as is I describe it, I'm like, it really is pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I guess that's why I have this podcast. Yeah, no, um, it is. It, it's a cool. Yeah. But it the goes imagery, the only way it yeah. could, which yeah, the is that. Yeah. They come to see each other's point of view and they both die. Bum, yeah. Bum, bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's a it's it's a neat concept that I think uh, is sadly a universal truth about uh, people arguing or. Oh, no. Well, there's <laughs> the theme. OK, so. Yeah. I, that's the deep theme I want to get to in the third act. Sure. Let me okay. try and orchestrate this a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. OK. Because that's don't definitely jump. true. And there's lots to be said about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's start with the more terrestrial. Why do you think I paired this story with you? <laughs> um, you know, you you reached out to me on email and you said, this is, I want you to do this. And I was like, ooh, okay. And uh, there's not a lot, before I read this, there is not a lot online about this. Um, oh, sure. Uh, story in particular, like the books, the, you know. There, there are little things here and there, and I, uh, 
It usually only just says this story is part of the yeah, collection. exactly. And you're like, um, okay. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna have to read this. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, am I a huge narcissist? <laughs> is that what happens? Um, but no, I think I think you there is um I think uh there's a lot about um being competitive in here. And I think sure. uh, you, uh, you know, know me as a competitive. I'm a I'm a competitive person. I get wrapped up in competitions very easily. I uh, know you as an elite competitor. As, as an elite competitor, <laughs> someone um, who excels. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that everyone I've I've. No, I'm gonna keep doing it. I won't stop. But everyone <laughs> I've paired the story with has taken it as an insult at first which i think is very interesting but of course it's it's a compliment it's because you're an elite competitor it's because i'm an and elite competitor i think it's reading the story i yeah i get why you paired me but i think uh and i don't know <laughs> you're maybe like I'm, am i a marmer oh uh, yeah i was <laughs> like am i a giant narcissist is this how i come off um <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's right. You you will not relent until anyone who until everyone you is agrees dead. with me. Yeah, 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 it's funny. I I really I wonder if I read this story when I was younger, if I'd be. I I feel like my competitive edge has calmed down a little bit, especially because I'm not uh, a competitive athlete anymore. Uh, it's still in there, but I wonder if I read this when I was in like high school, I'd be like. Get me in that corridor. Well, oh, that's wait, what I think is interesting is it turns it into you. Well, traditionally, right. I think you have a very, you know, you're clear eyed. You have a good head on your shoulders about like you're compet hyper competitive, but within the context of yeah. spaces where it makes sense. And that yes. actually heightens <laughs> the experience. This is turning personal grudges into to a sport. And it happens to be a death sport, but it is a sport. It's like yeah. there's rules and you go in either end of the corridor and you fight and one one leaves. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Which, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, because it, it is not at all. I get at this point, maybe when I was like younger and more uh, bullheaded, <laughs> I would have uh -huh. felt this way about like arguing as competition. Uh, too. I don't feel that way anymore. Uh, it's interesting. So, so my, I guess you, I, yeah. you know, go ahead, go ahead, please. Um, you you get into this later, so I don't want to uh, jump you. But oh, yeah, sure. that's that's uh, yeah, arguing and like, yeah, the the arenas where it is supposed to be competitive are very different to me now. There's a there's a like clear divide that I much, I don't think when I was like, younger uh, I was able to let go. Uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, uh, so, well, that feeds into a question, so I'll just stay on track. But much like Harlan Ellison, I reveal my questions to the guests ahead of time. <laughs> um, so you sure. kind of know where it's headed. Yeah. Do, but, so this is coming as someone who is not an elite competitor in the sporting sense. <laughs> elite is very all. kind of you. Well, <laughs> regardless, I didn't even regularly participate in the idea sure. of, like, I shy away from competing competition-based activities right. um were you ever sore winner or sore loser like you mentioned in your younger years did that does it ever bleed into a personal thing or are, were you always able to keep it separated as like sports is sports because um, um, i know i was just talking to someone who uh interviewed a series of mma fighters and they were talking about how they all uh are like for the most part don't take it personally that they're horribly injuring each other in the ring because it's socially sanctioned space where you're yeah. supposed to be doing that. Yeah. I think, um, I, I was definitely never a sore winner. Um, uh -huh. I, I took it. I, I had a harder time losing. I think I, and I still run into this. I have a very, <laughs> I expect <laughs> myself. This sounds Maybe I am a narcissist. Uh, uh, I expect myself to win when I enter, uh. even if I shouldn't have that expectation. So when I win, I'm able to just walk away and be like, 
yeah, that's what was supposed to happen. That's how I planned this. Uh, And then when I lose, I, I, I know it's normally, I'm not a sore winner or loser in the fact that I like will argue with another person. I take it hard on myself. Yeah. Uh, Losing is never about the other person besting me. It's about everything I did wrong. Uh, Yeah. And uh, sort of an expectation that's been built up by. Yeah. uh, And I think this is maybe uh, anxiety more than uh, competitiveness. But yeah, when I take it hard on myself. And I won't necessarily be like, well, you cheated or you did all this. It, it's, no, no, it's, not the system's I, rigged. And although what's funny is the system is the rigged. The system is but, rigged. But yeah. also, the, uh, we're definitely all taught this dream of, and it's hard just by nature of the fact that you're locked in your body to not feel like we watch so many movies and they have such a similar structure. And the structure is so... Right. 90% of them are about how you struggle, but then you do achieve the thing. And it's hard not to slip into the thing where you go like, I'm in a movie. My life is a movie. Sure. I'm yeah. the main character. This is how I it's will... supposed to go. Yeah. And especially oh, this if is a challenge. This is a hurdle. But in the end, this thing will happen. And then if it actually doesn't, you're like, I'm fucking broken. Right. <laughs> or, or like, I still have to continue. That means me. there's yeah. another training montage I have to do. Right. Um, <laughs> this is a long act three. Right. Yeah. Life is a series of training <laughs> for montages. For me to ultimately <laughs> yeah. triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought this was only going to happen once. Now I got to do it again. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's always been about like frustrated that I couldn't do that thing that I had expected myself to do or had like run over in my head more than. Oh, uh, I didn't know that about you. And I'm sorry to hear that you deal with that because I deal with that. and It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's always been, yeah, it's always been frustrating. I've, I've always, yeah, losing is frustrating. Winning, I, you know, just take in stride because in my head that's what was supposed to happen. Sure. sure. <laughs> um, so you think you'd fare well in the Silver Corridor then? Do you, I, I, or that's a question. Do you believe fiercely in the things you believe in? I, I think. You, how much doubt do you live with? with your strongly uh, held conviction. <laughs> um, no, I think I would do terribly in the silver corridor. Oh. I'm someone with a lot of irrational fears, so that doesn't bode well for me. And um, Oh, stuff they could mine. To oh, use against yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and I think, I mean, this goes, uh, yeah. Seeing your other questions, I like feel like I'm jumping around on you, but that's fine. Um, I, yeah, when it's when it's a game or, uh, yes, yeah, like a sport or you know a game, something like that. I I can uh, I can lock into my own headspace and becomes about me. I I I think I'm a pretty uh, when it comes to arguing. I think I'm a pretty empathetic person. Ah, uh, uh, then you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in that way, <laughs> and I think I I mean I I grew up. Uh, around a lot of people who I, uh, you know, disagree with fundamentally, but like, uh, like I do not have a lot of the same viewpoints of my parents, but I can, uh, you know, so I grew up listening to a lot of uh, arguments that I disagree with, and I think I'm used to hearing that. And, and so when you I can, hear that I, stuff, are you a pushback person or like a debate the issue with logic person or a I, I just will, don't engage person? It's, uh, you know, the, the scope of that has changed and become more uh, uh, over the years. And as things have gotten um, issues and stuff have gotten more polarizing, I'm definitely a pushback and debate with logic. But there's always a point, I find, in every argument where uh, there is a middle that you meet in or like an inevitable just like, well, you think this is this way and I think that's that way. So... That's how we have to live our lives now. <laughs> the argument is over and we have to go our separate Which I ways. guess is how it isn't a sport, right? That's the right. clear delineation is you yeah. can't say, look at the scoreboard, bitch. Because it's right. like, yeah. like I'm well, not, yeah, I, I think that's murdering a living 
they you know soul and you're like well i don't think it has a soul at that point in right the, if ever and you're like well then we just think differently about that yeah <laughs> and i think yeah and i think that's uh you know when i grew up arguing with uh a lot of people who i care about and love and love me and uh, uh yeah. and we just have fundamentally different ideas so i'm like well i can't live my life hating you um right. because i don't we have these different ideas. I can tell you about mine. You can tell me about yours. And maybe we shift each other a little bit. But like, ultimately, we're not going to change our beliefs on how the world works as much as I scream and yell and cry. And it's all come to that. And I've come to a point where I'm just like, well, this isn't a sport. This isn't a game. This is how you think. This is how I think. We can change it a little bit. But it's, I was going to yeah, say, and yet do things do change and all the fundamental components are just people yelling at each other right? or convincing each other or murdering each other on behalf of their point of view. And things do change over time. It's weird to realize that on aggregate, yeah, we do decide social issues and they go in a direction. But on an individual level, it seems like almost no one ever changes yeah I, yeah and i think it, it just gets uh it gets frustrating there there's you know i will argue and i will push back and i will defend my point but you know there there's always a point where i think i pick up on pretty quickly of like oh you're not listening to me anymore now you're just shouting your point and i'm just shouting mine and no one feels good anymore so let's stop um do you think your time in competitive sports ever informs how you argue or is there no link there um i i probably used to think there was a link um i i think because uh, i realized i almost could have had abe on this but but that would have been boring but, um, <laughs> because he was a big debate team guy or it would have yeah. been interesting to talk to a debate team person because they do weaponize and codify like, yeah these are the way you argue with someone yeah like, i think math I think I've become a more sensitive person um, uh-huh. because I, I, and I think also, you know, I've interacted with the world more now than I did in high school or when I was having, you know, debate class or I, I don't think I ever did a debate team, but I was certainly like into arguing with people a lot. And I did see it as a sport or something that I can win and something that I had to dig my heels in and not listen to the other person and just, uh, go go with what I felt and and felt that as a sport and I think now that I am I mean I still do competitive sports but on a less intense level um yeah uh on a you know fun and a real level where it's not cool if I freak out um what are you playing lately by the way um I joined I the one sport I'd never played growing up I'm in a softball league Oh, cool. Um, and then the other sport that I have been really into for years is rock climbing, which is a complete solo thing, which has also very much changed my relationship. But it is to... very about trying to top yourself. It's excel, yeah, right. Exactly. So it's yeah, it's the first time I've been like very involved in not a team sport. So uh-huh. I think that's also like changed my how I think about competing and yeah. besting people or myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, now, now when I argue, yeah, it doesn't feel like a, it feels like less of a competition. I think if it's a good argument, like if it's a good faith argument, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like someone is trying to tell me something and trying to get through and I take in that information and maybe it shifts me a little bit or changes my argument. Um, but it doesn't, yeah, it's not black and white communication that just results in oh now i know more about their point of view exactly yeah so yeah it's less of a this is my point of view it's never changing it's not it's not a fluid thing or it doesn't live in any gray area it's less black and white so if you're arguing with me i'm i am i think when it gets like i check out when it just becomes two people yeah shouting their views at each other and not changing you ever check out of I'm sorry, but this is what the story's about. So I'm going to keep trying to make this belabored sports debate connection. Dad, do you ever check out of a sport, like in a team sport, if you're way down in the third 
tribester or whatever, <laughs> whatever they call sports. it. Um, do you no. <laughs> do you check out or are you a fight till the end? I am a. Player? I'm absolutely a fight to the end. I get very Ooh, frustrated okay. when other people start checking out. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. I. Yeah, I'm definitely. I don't have that. I don't have that in me when it comes to sports. I won't check out. Uh, even when I absolutely should, because I am going to hurt myself. <laughs> I mean, I've broken fingers in like right. the last second of a fourth fingers, quarter. Yeah. yeah <laughs> had to drive a point home. Yeah. Um, so uh, overall, as someone who's had sport, I mean, I can guess the answer because you've stuck with it and are still doing it. But I could, as someone who doesn't really have sport in their life, I do have like exercise, but it's just solo right non-competitive activities like hiking and shit sure so um what what are the positive or negative attributes like do you think that playing team sports has adapt has has generalized itself to the way you handle yourself in non-sports situations or in or specifically the way you would argue a point but also even just in life, like what have you learned from have doing team sports so much? Yeah, I think I think team sports in specifically. Uh, it's weird because I can say a lot of bad stuff like <laughs> bad I can't things. think of any bad ones, but I uh, yeah, I want to hear bad ones, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, it does because you are you are fighting and you are part of a larger group. So if you feel out of sync with that larger group it can completely just like shatter you you feel like you're letting everybody down uh Uh. and that is a that's a harder thing to handle than just like i i didn't do well for myself (laughs) uh the task or whatever yeah, yeah yeah or i felt like that's on you i think the the hardest part of team sports is letting teammates down or being the person who dropped the ball or you know messed up on behalf of everybody um yeah you care about the like larger thing that you are a part of you're ultimately a cog and if the cog fails to do its job uh that's you know cog feel bad the cog feels bad (laughs) um uh but i do think the 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 positive that it that breeds by the same token is um, especially as a kid, you have to learn to be part of this group. You have to learn how to delegate and how you work within a system, a team to accomplish a larger goal. Right. Of course. Um, Yeah. There, there's like a lot of, you know, leadership and communication skills that you learn as part of a team by necessity and uh, working with people. Um, and I think, yeah, especially with argument, you're not working with anyone necessarily. Uh, right. so you can fail to see, I think maybe the difference with team sports is like, yeah, if you're just arguing with someone, you can fail to see the larger picture pretty easily because you can just get into your own head and it becomes about you rather than you and what you're saying rather than, you know, the world around you and the larger context of things. Yeah. And yet when you argue, you, I at least do feel that you are a part of some meta team, which is team, whatever that point of view is, Sure. which is solidified when you go onto social media and see how many likes, some tweet, signifying belief in your belief, you know, gets and you go, oh, I'm not alone. A bunch of people think that. Right. I, I, I just chill or whatever you may believe. Right. right. I, I think that's also where <laughs> it's hard to argue about uh, when you say like gay marriage is chill because it is chill. Yeah. Argue like, that, I, yeah. <laughs> I dare you go. I, I, no, thank <laughs> you. Uh, please. <laughs> um, yeah. When that, you know, in my point of view feels like such a black and white thing. That's a, that's a sure. harder one to say. Uh, but uh, we've seen, people and especially on the other side like uh, let's say on the homophobic side of that issue get into trouble by locking themselves into that bubble um of no it's wrong and i won't let anything else in right 
Um, I don't think there's no backlash on the other side of that one, but I think in a, in a lot of arguments, uh, people tend to just like get too into their own point and start closing themselves off. And that's when, yeah, well, that, yeah. that's when it, that's especially when, if it's wrapped up in their faith because faith defies. Right. And yeah, right? there, yeah, there's nothing to argue then there and there you're not going to change or it's harder to change someone's faith. Right. <laughs> may, like, but maybe in the you Silver can't... Corridor specifically, it must be said, it's they're arguing about some theorem of how the social, like their how government, yeah, governmentally designed. So it's it's a an intellectual argument, not a faith argument. Yeah. Um, and I do think um, there is, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's there is a point where if, in that scenario, they both listen to each other. There was a middle ground that is probably a better solution. Right. Uh, not, they don't get into the details of what they are arguing, but I kind of feel like you're all left to believe that. And I certainly do. And I, and I have noticed in my like own arguments, uh, like political arguments or, you know, just political arguments have started to feel like point of view, like larger belief value system arguments. Uh, I was going to say, or indeed, is there a difference, right? Is Right. It, it used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly at this point, it's very little, but I, I have noticed when I've argued with people and especially arguing with people I care about, um, I, I, and it's happened. Uh, and I can say it's happened on both sides. It, it's becoming frustrating now because, uh, what I've noticed is people are operating off completely separate sets of facts. Like my facts are different than the other side's facts. Uh-huh. And uh, now we get to the mind blowing prescience of this story. Because yes. It is literally about like the silver corridor could be social media, right? Sure. It's about a meta space. That's a tube you enter where reality doesn't matter. What matters is how much you believe right. in your perception of reality, how many people agree with you, and the main tool you use is fear. Yeah. It is the current political landscape. Yeah. And it's crazy that it ends in death. And, like, yeah. the Silver Corridor could be the barrel of a mass shooter's gun, proverbially. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's... Like, it's scary and then ideology what ideology ends in death yeah yeah and, and what i've noticed is you know there have been times where you know i've been arguing with people and they have no response to a point that i have made that is a good solid point uh and it certainly happened the other way around where i didn't have anything to say to their point uh, uh-huh. it didn't change anything <laughs> i just when uh, like I, it made me think deeper, and then you know I had my own version of that argument. Where I was like, oh well, if I said th- then it became like an argument I had in my head that I continued later when I thought about it. like nothing had changed about my or point you of view. Thought and if nothing... I said this, I could predict what they would say. say and then right, and I then it becomes yeah, an yeah. argument that is not real, <laughs> and that right. in my head is predictable. But I, you know, they shocked me with what they said. Um, yeah, and I certainly did you know, I've had those conversations where I've left with the like mic drop point and then we come back to a different version of that argument later. And I've noticed nothing about what I said the last time changed their Affected viewpoint. Them. Yeah. Um, so have you had the reverse? I, cause we hear a lot about that, but have you had the rare experience where I find it happens with parents sometimes? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's mostly who I have the, these kind of arguments with. Uh, is, okay is a parent and and yeah. i have moved my parents on some issues and yeah I think other uh, yeah i i i like to think i have i'm not <laughs> positive that i have but uh there there are so little it's th- subtle if it's it's subtle there. it's subtle and then <laughs> things have had like uh i mean yeah there there are things and then you know i i think the world has also like showed itself uh, to agree with my point in certain scenarios and then i notice i'm saying something that i was like oh you did change uh so i don't want oh, to almost like to some degree we go with the flow of what feels socially acceptable to the people around us huh? yeah yeah <laughs> well surprise surprise yeah uh like most people are just trying to get along day by day <laughs> right exactly so and they yeah and i yeah so they it's tough because when it's come up again with friends, when I, I get um, 
I think because uh, I, I grew up with people that I didn't agree with when I hear friends uh just like start arguing loudly with each other i get very annoyed with that because i'm like now we're just arguing with no point we all agree with each other why are we yelling um sure but uh yeah and then they they've said things where it's like well i heard an argument against that and i can't really repeat that argument or argue for it because i don't fully believe it but i know there's another viewpoint to be had here that i can't articulate so i can't like fully throw my hat in this ring <laughs> anymore if yeah. that Makes sense. Or I can't, like, full-throatedly. No, it, uh, and it's... Yeah, which is frustrating. I'm glad that there are people who still do have the endurance to continually throw themselves in that intellectual ring, because we need that, right? Because yeah. that is how that movement happens. Because there is... Like, sometimes it feels like... I mean, right now it feels like we're sliding backwards, for sure. Yeah. But it is at the hands of a minority of people, an extreme minority who right. have such a fierce and extreme like belief in and their identity so wrapped up in a few points that they'll kill for them and that yeah. is disturbing but uh it also just makes me grateful for the people who like even in that environment will right act be active and you know um, demonstrate for the things that are right yeah and true to them yeah, no, yeah, convictions are important, and there are certainly places and spaces where... But it's tiring to keep convictions going. Yeah, it, it's it really hard, is. and then when it becomes... Especially um, in the modern day. Especially in the modern day, uh, and especially when it is uh, something that's, you know, a little more theoretical. Or you go like, they're just going to deep fake whatever the fuck they want to think. Right, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It... it yeah, it becomes exhausting or it feels moot or especially when you're arguing with people that you love and respect. <laughs> um, right, it becomes right. it becomes There's an emotional tax. Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, yeah, how how much longer can I keep arguing with my father before like it destroys our relationship? And I don't want that. And he doesn't want that. Right. Um, so I think we need to live with each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's better. <laughs> That's even very Vonnegut I, of you. Yeah, even though... Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, even though I fundamentally disagree with this person, I'd rather uh, have a relationship with um, the person who carefully and uh, <laughs> thoughtfully raised me very... And I, sure. Yeah. Okay, so that brings me to this question. What is a viewpoint that you would step into the Silver Corridor to defend meaning the stakes are you would die bridget if you're wrong but yeah. you're like i'm not worried about that because i'm right about this what is something you're that confident about um, it could be silly or it could be serious who what um, would win what's like a, a free ticket to success for you in the silver corridor in your mind Huh. Don't say like the earth revolves around the sun. Right. No, that's, that's yeah, because it, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, like, it's easy to say, like, uh, racism is bad. <laughs> um, you want to take the easy out? Take the easy I out. Do, but I don't want to because that's not, that's not fun. <laughs> it's not good podcasting. <laughs> that's not good podcasting. So, like, I don't think I have a very, like, any, any uh, thought or idea. I don't think I am. Um, I'm going to say smart enough uh, <laughs> or well-read enough on to uh, make an interesting one. Great. So you won't go to bat for any convictions. Good. Good to know. Uh, yeah, I have no <laughs> convictions. I am a spineless <laughs> person. Well, uh, how about this then? You mentioned some fears there. What What do you think? So in this story, we have a giant spider. We have chess pieces that cut you up and kill you. Right. We have spiders space combat we have lava what sure. would be your horrible fear what are some of your phobias that you think the silver corridor would use against you a hundred percent it is some sort of slug based thing uh some sort of slug or snail based <laughs> thing if the so chest slow and gooey they're not dangerous at all they're not the, but i just if i like if those chess pieces were slugs i would lose that chess game <laughs> right away i will not touch a slug or snail like there was nothing you could do <laughs> to get me to move a chess piece um 
I, a sluggish if, chest piece. Okay. I'm not. I don't think they'll kill me. I just think they're really yucky, and I don't. <laughs> and I don't like looking at the, like I. I physically twitch and like cringe whenever I've had to interact with a snail or slug, which uh, in Florida they're everywhere, which is why I had to get the <laughs> hell out of there. Sure. Um, that I want to point out. You could have said racism. Very scary. I could. Very scary. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I, you know, I saw that question. And I was like, this is going to be a tough one for me. Uh, what I, <laughs> cause I also, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm someone who's, I've just been proven wrong so many times that I can't, uh, <laughs> I've been so wrong. So you don't, you'd be scared to set foot in the silver corner. You don't think you're, you know. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think ideologically or I, yeah, I just don't think I'm an ideologue enough to set foot in there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think? What do you think he means by that ending? In in the sense that, do you think in real life, if we did it, like, is it like saying, and if we ever did agree, the fucking world would end? Like, that's how unlikely that is, or, uh, uh or it's like a scenario they didn't account for because it's so rare. Yeah, I mean, I don't think if we came to an agreement about abortion that everyone could get behind i think that would be good i don't I, think that would make us all die in lava no and i don't think that's the point i think um, <laughs> okay <laughs> uh i yeah i also i don't know i think uh there's also it does seem impossible but it would be good it does yeah i don't think in that world there is a need for a silver corridor i don't think right uh anyone enters it then i think it just becomes a defunct thing i think the 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 f- the flaw is that we had a need to build this thing in the first place. Uh, it's a pretty horrible society. Yeah. It's a pretty, like we've gone to a pretty dark place where it's like, all right, well, we're going to fight to the death over our ideas because there's no, there's no other solution now except for one person dies. Instituted Twitter duels. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Oh God, that sounds like a thing he would do. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I also, there's a funny thing where I'm like, only men would do this. This is <laughs> only Marmoth and Crane. Only Marmoth and Crane. I think this is like yeah. a very yeah. I, I there there is something very fun. So hard. I, I it, it was very that it was like ultimately this woman figure who is like you're both idiots <laughs> and yeah. narcissists and um childish. Uh, in like a way to me that felt very specific to dudes. Um, uh, yeah. That for the record, speaking of dudes, uh, she's described as having full high breasts, a trim stomach and exciting legs, exciting, exciting legs. legs. The description (laughs) of her was very funny and I was very male. Yeah. Yeah. She was like a hot crocodile lady she's a hot crock yeah yeah um a hot crock telling you you're both full of shit and then you die yeah uh yeah no i think ultimately she's like here is what's going on you're both too narcissistic to ever listen to anyone else or like dare to think someone else might have a good point so that's why you're here and now you both die like i do think every Every person, every group of two people, whatever, who enter the silver corridor, both die. Because I think if you if you're so if you're so dug into your point that you won't let another person win, I don't think there's an escape for you. I think you're going to die in there. Extremism will destroy us all. Yeah, it's true. It's still true. It's still it's still (laughs) true. So that was like kind of my. I think this this hot crocodile lady always comes out at the end of every argument and being like, you're all idiots. Go die. That's the Silver Corridor experience. That's a, that but... is the experience. Yeah, I don't think people come out of there. Which is a terrible business plan because how do you get word of mouth for the Silver right. Co- Corridor? No Yelp reviews how... are left. It's immediately disprovable, right? Right. Go, <laughs> Just like, don't no go in there. Out. No one comes out. <laughs> so maybe... Maybe this is a beta test of it. I don't know. It That's the joy of speculative short. Fiction. Right. He doesn't have to build a society that would actually make sense around this. Yeah. It can just exist. Yeah. 
it truly is a thought experiment in the truest sense. It has no scientific ground. No, you can't really run it out to uh, like <laughs> where this runs all over the place where no. you can always, where this is the new Supreme Court. Oh my God, that's scary. <laughs> the Silver Court is the new Supreme Court. Yeah, that's, it's, it's scary how that could happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that brings us to my favorite segment. Oh, it's finally time for oh. Harlan's Parlance. <laughs> Which, I gotta be honest, there weren't a lot of standout lines in this short story. It's very straightforward. It's, he, this yeah. being your first introduction to Harlan, I want you to know, he's usually a lot flashier. He's kind of known okay. for that, but this one's very dry. Yeah. Were there any lines that stood out to you? I don't think there were lines. There were certainly parts. Okay. Um, yeah, prose-wise, it is pretty straightforward, um, which is not, as someone who's read, like, also got into reading by reading a lot of Hemingway short stories is not a problem for me but uh yeah I, I the parts that stood out to me were always when they they were trying to take over the corridor from each other by just like uh-huh. yelling like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong at each yeah, other my, my. yeah yeah and that always because one it was I was just like oh brother this again <laughs> like these two idiots uh have to change by just becoming uh by just yeah making the basis childish is most childish version of their argument at each other which is just no 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 like plugging your ears not listening and that's how you yeah and the the fact (laughs) that that's how you win or get the upper hand is just by acting like more of a petulant child right is is interesting it shows how like dumb how how dumb arguing like this is uh and like it was like yeah that's why i check out at that point when when arguing clearly becomes no 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 plugging my ears not listening to you because uh yeah then there's no way to win or take over like you're not exchanging ideas anymore arguing is no longer interesting you're just yelling at people and uh I only have so much capacity for that. <laughs> some people deserve to be yelled at a hundred percent. I would love to yell at some people, but uh, yeah, in this case, it was just like, Oh no, this is you guys being petulant child. And yeah, you both do deserve to die in here. If this is uh, <laughs> how you conduct yourself sure. with colleagues. And I'll go into the silver corridor to defend that point of view that they yeah. should have both died. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just have a couple from the introduction. Uh, and I think this is just striking considering that he wrote this before the internet, long before the internet or social media existed. Don't we all fight our own particular contemporary pressing problems in a kind of half world of thought and phantasmagoric perception like the silver corridor? Yeah. Yes, we do, Harlan. Yes, we do. Oh, you, yeah, you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it is also, I am someone who avoids arguing on Twitter and Facebook and social media because I find it to sure. be moot. So, uh, but that's what I want to be- point out. Uh, there's a courtroom scene, yeah. and the only sci fi thing about it is that he says the judge banged their electric gavel. Yeah. <laughs> Good, they finally spruced up that gavel. Gavel, yeah. I wonder yeah, what an electric gavel an does that, uh, that, uh, you know. <laughs> analog gavel doesn't yeah you don't have to lift yeah it has like a microphone in it so it projects more yeah (laughs) and then last but not least i like purely for the visual i just like uh i just like the line he pulled himself tightly to the wall sweating palms flat against the glass the valley of his backbone against its cool surface yeah, that like, cool. that's cool. That's that's yeah. that's a cool visual. I think a lot of the descriptions of the space, uh, spaces were you know, I'd be interested. I remember to read. as a kid, the chess pieces really. The chess pieces were yeah stuck with me. Yeah, no, those are definitely one of the yeah one of those things that st- stick with you. I think the yeah they're weird uh, medieval hall. Uh-huh. Uh, that they start with is really cool. I yeah, I, I I see I see why you like this Harlan Ellison guy. Yeah, it's not even it's not his best story, but I, you know, there was another public shooting, and I was like, 
Yeah. I want to talk about this one. And then yeah. I organically thought of you, not because of that. Because <laughs> Ple- of yeah, please say that again louder. Um. Because of the competitiveness connection. And sure. I figured we could go on this whole odyssey yeah. about yeah. sports and then social media. Yeah. And the political tragedy that is our everyday existence. I also, and that's the arc. I al- we did it. That's the arc. We did it. I think, yeah, I think ultimately, like, <laughs> playing sports, I think, has help or like being has helped me be able to separate um when when it is in a game and when there is real life consequences that are outside of the game like you learn to deal with losses in sports too even if Uh you don't like it you you learn that losing is part of playing any sport you're not you're never going to have a perfect record the sheer odds yeah yeah losses are going to come with it so i do think there is something to be said about like learning to lose and move on and the fact that like yeah you got best at that time uh because they were better (laughs) and you played bad uh yeah that i think kind of helps you deal with it when it becomes uh a little more personal <laughs> personal yeah um maybe i'm too much of a pushover too i don't know well and yet of course it is different when you're like yeah when it whoever becomes... wins or loses the baseball game doesn't die yeah <laughs> people or yeah yeah when you're like but you being wrong about this leads to systemic oppression of a sure millions of people though yeah Ooh. yeah yeah uh so yeah because arguing those of you who are currently in the silver corridor yeah you got to keep fighting ultimately uh and hopefully you know there there is a there's a and like understanding someone else's point of view can help you win an argument too <laughs> and understanding when people are at their capacity and they can't keep fighting. Yes. Course, yeah. There, there, there is levels to all of it, and I think uh, understanding those levels uh, keeps you out of the corridor. That's right. Well, this was one old curmudgeon's take on that whole mess, which seems to have existed at least in, since the '60s, but uh, probably since humans have started debating it, things. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to our final segment. Bridget, did you do the stupid homework assignment I gave you? Uh, I got two that are, uh, you know, not my best. You got two. Okay. So I don't know why we're doing this. I got two I and a half. I decided it and I've been doing it. Oh, you got two and a half. Okay, I got two and so. a half. One which is just uh, truly the whose line is it anyway opening. <laughs> Great. Just okay. Well. So then we'll alternate because I've got three. Okay. These are our stupid one-liners about the silver corridor so that if nothing else the universe can end you know like the sun can explode and at least there will have been jokes made about specifically the harlan ellison short story the silver corridor (laughs) um i'll kick us off the corridor used to be gold but it lost an argument with another corridor and got demoted (laughs) uh silver corridor like thanksgiving dinner with your family with if it had steaks <laughs> and Wait, not i messed up steaks that you eat steaks steaks like steaks deaths, like, like death, death steaks yeah yes 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 ah yes because nothing makes a woman things corridor gush with fluid like two middle-aged dudes in breech clouts arguing governance issues <laughs> oh it's more of a dunk than a laugh out loud yeah. line <laughs> so so i think well, but but our uh yeah just a story about two guys being dudes to the death. <laughs> to the death. Two guys being dudes to the death. That's <laughs> great. Uh, silver. Oh, this one's so bad, Bridget. Silver <laughs> Corridor. I hardly know her corridor. I've heard of a bronze hallway, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you can just, again, do the whose line is it anyway, where welcome to the Silver Corridor, where the points are, where the points don't matter. And everything is made up. Oh, that's great, too. You win this round. Yes. Engulfs me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Down. The croc lady comes out. The hot croc croc woman. woman, Who he calls the woman thing. I do like that he he did that on another. There was something else he just called the something thing. Yeah, sci-fi authors of the 50s and 60s (laughs) will do that. We're definitely going to pick up some tropes. 
that if you were born in the 90s or 2000s, you're going to be like, these are weird yeah. tropes that I've never encountered. <laughs> it's almost, it's so random that you're like, so in the 70s, everyone used to wiggle their elbow when they filled their tank up with gas. <laughs> you're like, why? Why? <laughs> and there's no bearing on anything. So we'll find out stuff like that. Like sci-fi authors all feared nuclear devastation. Sure. Yeah. But uh, uh, more esoterically, more esoterically, they would all title things the blank hyphen thing, the woman thing slid right. out of the the yeah. man thing, the bat thing. Yeah, we something. we didn't have to. They didn't have to think too hard about their uh, <laughs> their descriptors. They, didn't have to, they used their think thing. Yeah, yeah, their their think thing. Crap something out. All right. Well, that brings us to an, another successful completion of this bite-sized book club. Not that bite-sized. What are we looking at? 55 minutes? Yeah. The idea of this podcast was that it would be slightly shorter than your usual small beans module. Sure. So far, not true. Never is. <laughs> Never is. Um, I guess it still is because all the other ones are supposed to be an hour and they end up being an hour 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, it's, <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's on me a little bit. <laughs> so, Bridget, I know you're working on a lot of exciting projects, but not all of them are things that you necessarily want to share here what do you want if someone just loves your voice and your stuff and your point of view <laughs> what should they do what do they do next Bridget? what that's that's an excellent question one i'm sorry um, i'm like did you do you want to promote the movie you just worked on um, i don't know yeah you can you can uh follow me on twitter at bridget tweets uh where you can see a movie i just uh produced when on youtube it's called training wheels it's very good you should watch that uh on leto uh youtube channel called on leto just released that and then uh as more as more stuff that i've made comes out i'll be talking about it on there and where you can see it uh because i don't know what i can talk about yet but i am doing a lot of stuff great so follow it on there do that stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. Everybody do follow Bridget and uh, listen to the Small Beans podcast. Well, cast and curious, but also shooting threes. Yeah. And rough stuff. Yeah. Damn. You have quite a track record. Booked and busy. This is great. Yeah. (laughs) Booked and busy. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I don't know what we're reading next time because I haven't decided yet. So follow me on Twitter at Swaim underscore Corp if you want to read along, because I will be announcing it several weeks before the episode comes out. Uh, Until then, science! This has been a Small Beans Endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!